Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. Okay, this is where the the broom the groom is coming. She says, "Coming out of the wilderness, the groom is coming to get his bride. She's ready. She's prepared. Uh, coming out of the wilderness means there's been a change. Um, sometimes we are in the wilderness, not to destroy us, no, but been to there. change us. Been there too. Um, uh, Moses and his group yep. were in the wilderness for forty years. Probably that's because they were disobedient. And the Lord's trying yeah. to change them. Yeah. Guess what?" They were a lot more willing to go into the promised land after they get, after those 40 years. Now, they certainly they? were. They mm-hmm. were ready to listen to him. It's kind of like yeah. after your child's been in, in timeout or he gets his car keys taken away or his phone uh, or something. Nintendo, which is, doesn't even exist anymore, really. Yeah, okay. They have a Nintendo yeah. Switch. Okay. So okay. whatever they've got yeah. now these days, um, if that's taken away and they're finally ready to learn their lesson and they get it together and you're like, okay, you can have it back. Sure. Yeah. When uh, Stevie had a car accident, we didn't know it was his fault, but we didn't know if it was because he was texting or on his phone. So um, Ray made the dad decision and said, you know, you can have your phone, but we're actually blocking everything. You're only allowed three. There was a, some type of um, setting that you can only have three phone calls. And so it was me, him and his boss. That was it. No texting, no, but nothing. He shut everything off on it. And um, of course he was upset at first, but in the end he was actually thankful. He actually turned around and said, thank you for doing that because he didn't realize um, some of the people who kept texting him Mm -hmm. and how it was taking his focus and he was a distraction. And so he turned around and been thankful. So this is one of those things that when we go through our journey, sometimes we come out and we're like, oh, I didn't realize I had this distraction. I didn't realize I wasn't focused here. I didn't realize who I, what I was doing here. So sometimes we do need to go out in the wilderness to see it. And what we're seeing from her, she went from thinking she was ugly and worthless to a woman of beauty married Mm -hmm. to a king. You know, um, normally a woman who marries a king is of noble blood. Um, we were actually at the time, uh, the first time we went through this, we were going through the book of Samuel where we were, you know, we were learning about that royal royalty through Jesus. And so, you know, for us, we're, we're not noble, we're not worthy, but because of King Jesus, he makes us worthy. And in first Peter two, nine, it says, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be giving all the honor and glory to the Lord, and and people should see that light in us. And if we're we're tired and we're sad and we're moody and we're grumpy, no one's going to see that light. They're going to see nothing but darkness. And I I agree, and and I get it. Sometimes... You're never happy about yeah. anything. Nothing can please yeah. you. I mean, and some of it is nutritional and we just, yeah. but we have to make a change and decide, Hey, you know what? Maybe I need to change my diet. That's what I had to do. Some of mine was because I need some of it's because I need to learn how to pray more. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to read more of my Bible more. Some of it was flat out just nutritional. We need to do a podcast on, on that from all the yeah. stuff that we've learned. We're not nutritionists, but we will pass along what we've Ooh, learned. We've got issues. We've yeah. been learning. And we can, we can share what we learned. It may or may not work for you, but we can do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I will tell you right away, giving up sugar is going to help you. That never oh, yeah. not hurts. Um, getting rid of breads, you mm-hmm. know. Now, I know there's a whole thing of kick on sourdough and it's not as bad. All right. Maybe there's some breads that are not as bad, but there's a certain limit. 
you know, your pastas, your, your only do certain grains, you know, we can at least give you that scoop. Um, dairy is actually not the greatest for you. Raw dairy is not as bad. Uh, in fact, uh, the nutritionist said the other day that organic, real organic butter is fabulous for you. Eat it. Anyway, I'm just saying, make conscious decisions when you need to change. We have a hum. Yeah, it's from the air conditioner. Okay. Yep. It's, it's in tune. Um, now, in verse 7, it says, Behold, it is Solomon's couch the water, the, with 60 valent men around it of the valent of Israel. Now, do you think anybody's going to mess somebody with 60 men around them? you think they're going to mess with this bridegroom coming? Uh, no. No. So, yes, he had 60 groomsmen to prove that he could protect his bride. Uh, they were valent, brave, and fearless. And you're thinking, wait, why, why does he need 60 groomsmen with, yeah. um, to protect his bride? Well, he wasn't exactly walking down the street. He often came from far away. And he had to make sure that he had what he needed to get his bride. And his sheep won't be protected. First Samuel 17.45. Then David said to the Philistines, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Um, that is how we're protected. It's Second Kings 6 through 6, 16 through 17. So he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. We have to remember that God has his own groomsmen to protect us, the bride of Christ. We just have to believe. Jesus is going to take his bride in the rapture to be caught up. And we are marked for salvation. That means we are engaged. We're betrothed, just as strong as a marriage, just not consummated. In First Thessalonians 4, 17, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together and then in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. We're engaged waiting for our groom to come get us. And what we're seeing is this groom when he does come and get us. He ain't coming alone. He's got an army. I don't know. I just love that picture. <laughs> He's got his posse with him. Oh, yeah. He's yes. Yes. And they got swords and stuff. We're actually about to read that in a second. In verse eight. <laughs> and it's all excited. They got yeah, swords. They do, because it says in verse 8, they all hold swords, being expert in war. Mm. Every man has his sword on his thigh because of fear in the night. I mean, he didn't just bring some goofballs with him. This groomman did not bring goofballs. He bought the best of the he best. He didn't bring the town drunks with yeah. him. Or the clowns. <laughs> yeah. Or the foolish no, no. ones. No, he brought the ones expert in war who had swords. And who were These warriors were ready. Because they mm-hmm. had their, it's not like they left their sword at home. Sorry, left my sword at home. No. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oops. No, he, they had their swords on their thigh because of the night. This, they were prepared they for were prepared. anything. She had nothing to fear. The wedding yeah. was a journey. The groom would journey to get his bride mm-hmm. and take her home. Bandons were always around. But he was ready, especially a royal wedding. So we see two pictures. One, the Lord said he would be a husband to Israel. We have the enemy constantly attacking Israel. So we got to remember, this is also a picture of God with his people, Israel. I mean, if you, if you don't think Israel belongs to God, watch the news for about 15 minutes. Go find all the news you can on Israel. For such an itty-bitty country, it sure is attacked and everybody talks about it. I mean, like... I mean, 
all legit the time. attacked, attacked missiles. The time. People are living in their basements. Yes. Everybody is always going after Israel, attacking Israel. Um, Anti-Semitic. Semitic. Yeah, that word um, against the Jews. And, and you wouldn't think that would be. I mean, does anybody go against Casablanca? No. Or Italy. Or yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. But everybody's after Israel. Why? Because. Because it's God's people, God's place, and the enemy is trying to fight that. Psalm 91, 5 through 6, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that weighs laced at noonday. This was talking about Israel. They have nothing to fear because the groom, the God, has them protected. And so we also see this with Jesus in the church. Wait, I would just want to say, if... If there's anybody I want protecting me, oh yeah, it's the person who created me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the person who created the earth, and, and the God, person yeah. in charge. Exactly. And God created His men, 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 to be protective. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be protective. They're not supposed to hurt. They're supposed to protect. That's why they're strong. That's why God made them that way to protect, to be strong, to fight. Because they're supposed to fight for us. Because God wanted to show that picture when He fights for His. Israel, when he fights for his bride, he shows that picture with his men that he calls husbands. The men, they're supposed to be protective. I know at work, I, I got several guys that are very protective. You know, I don't dare shed a tear. If I shed a tear, someone's dying. They hurt my feelings. They're going to go find them. In fact, uh, uh, I had a coworker who was very upset because this one, one guy, he thought he talked to me very um, rudely and was, um, didn't like the way he talked to me. And he went and dealt with it. And the next thing I know, I'm getting an apology. And I'm like... I didn't know he did anything wrong, but okay. <laughs> but they, because that's how God made them. And they also know that if I had seen something, I would have been like, hey, we don't do that. Right. But that's how God made us because he was showing us that picture of him. Um, so, um, I mean, we have a really real, real enemy who's trying to stop the wedding. But we have nothing to be afraid of. I mean, if Solomon had 60 valent men, expert in war with swords what do you think the king the king of kings jesus who do you think he's using to protect his bride remember we read in revelation <laughs> all those guys the swords the king i mean we read in um revelation are also. you actually asking i me? guess i am kind of i, I, mean, I don't you're know. looking at me so i, I guess i am asking you i'm not sure what i was doing <laughs> i think i was waiting for oh, yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about but I mean, we, yeah. we read it in the kings where he said that um i'm looking for it right now he ain't coming alone that's for yeah, sure he's coming with this army the eyes of the young men who saw behold mountain mountain full of horses and chariots of fire all around them listen that's who, if i want an that's army what protecting got. me i want somebody that the lord has handpicked exactly exactly <laughs> that army exactly is, unstoppable are, are we staying under his protection i mean we need to stay under the lord's protection he was yeah. showing that to us earlier you know we have got to stay under him if he's going to protect us we need to stay there quit wandering off he has an umbrella for us and we have to stay under his umbrella yes and he calls it a wing umbrella yeah. works but he calls it his wing you know yeah. stay under it be sheltered i'm going to protect you if protect. you'll stay here but often my um my grandpa used to talk about how he had a chicken she she lost her brood but I don't know what happened, but she lost them all. And she was very upset. But their dog had puppies. So Mama Chicken decided she was going to take care of those puppies. 
He said it was the funniest thing watching her trying to keep her puppies up underneath her and under her wing. Oh, my God. Because it kept scattering because they're puppies. Oh, sure. But I picture that with us, with God trying to say, here, I'm right here. I'm going to protect you. And we're all screaming everywhere. And he's trying to grab her wing, you know, trying to get his back up and get back under here. Trying to protect you. (laughs) But you keep wandering off, kid. Right. Which is what we do. It would do. All the time. Uh But if we think about it and we stay conscious, we can say, Lord, help me. Help me to stay on your wing. Don't let me go. I always pray and ask the Lord. I'm like, keep me on your path. Don't let me off your path. If my pinky toe gets off, I ask you to slam me to my knees in humility. So I don't even, so, because I would rather army crawl on his path slowly, but surely than to try to run and maybe get off path, trip, fall, get off. Yeah. By belly crawl, I can stay. And the, and the Lord also um, fights for us. Yes. So like when I've got something coming up and, um, and and you and I do this often, Lord, go before us. Yes. Prepare the way, Lord, take care of everything ahead of time so that it falls in line with yes. you and what you're doing. Or even as simpler than that, I was at, um, I went to U of H Central. I don't know if you've been there, but I went at night. Mm-mm. everybody warned me i had co-workers like hey do you take a gun with him like i got jesus i'm good and uh my dad actually almost went for his master's just to go to classes with me because he didn't want me walking out there by myself i never felt afraid i was never worried but one time um i had to go to a building i had never been to because um when you're in a college of technology you're only into like two buildings and one of the buildings is so old do you remember toilet paper used to be in little sheets not on a roll no, I totally forgot that until I went to that bathroom little and I'm like, oh, they were little sheets. You would pull them. They look like kind of like Kleenexes, but as toilet paper. That's how old that building was. They still had those on. Now they had changed to rolls, but they still had the original uh, holders uh, right there. I have no and, idea what um, you're talking about. And then I was going on the elevator. I didn't, I rarely took the, I didn't take the elevator except one time when I was on crutches because the stairwell was much safer than the elevator and it was so slow. And I was telling my dad because my dad had gone out there and I'm like, I said, man, that elevator slow. He goes, you mean they hadn't fixed it yet? Uh, oh my gosh. You mean it was that slow when you were there? Yes. Nobody took the elevator. Everybody took the stairs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're still there. But um, the reason I brought that up is I had to go to a whole nother building. Had never been to that building before. I wasn't too sure where I was going. And I said, and I just went, Lord, will you please walk me like a daughter to my class? Because I had a slightest clue where I'm going. And you know, he did. I got exactly where I needed to go. Not the rudest teacher ever, but God got me where I was going. You didn't pray for non-rude teachers. You prayed for protection to class. And I got, you're right. I got protected to class. I (laughs) didn't think that you prayed that I would run into a nice, kind teacher who would talk nicely. Yeah. Now you know. Now I know. Change your prayer up later. I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, why didn't I pray for that a long time ago? I could have avoided several teachers if I had just prayed that. <laughs> but um, sometimes the rude teachers teaches you something that you can no longer no, learn no other way. But I want to read one of my favorite passages of Revelation, because this is the ultimate of the groom, how he's going to look and how he, who he is with our return. And I alluded to this earlier, but I want to read the whole passage because Too often, people leave Jesus in the manger as a baby. They refuse to let him grow up. They might let him get to 12 when he, you know, at the temple. Uh, I want the warrior king. Thank you. Exactly. This is the king that nobody wants to see. And in fact, what I love about it is you have to choose which side of the horse you want to be on. Do you want to be in front of the horse or behind the horse? Because it says in Revelation 19, 11 through 16. Now. I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he, we're talking about Jesus, who sat on him, that's the horse, was called faithful 
and true. That's Jesus. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and had a, he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name was called the word of God and the armies in heaven clothed in white linen, white and clean, followed him on a white horse. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule with rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and Lord of lords. Goosebumps. I know that is our bridegroom. That is the man. I don't want to be in front of that. I don't no. want to be in front. I don't want to see those eyes. No, I don't behind. want to be what he's about to Dude, do. I don't either. I want to go I want, after him. Go for me, Lord. Yeah, I want to be on the fine white linen yeah. on my own little horsey. Yeah. What my horses. What the horse's name is. You didn't tell us what the horse's name is. Dang. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, you can ask. I think, I think God names his horses. Sure. I hope so. I, don't I, know. I named my car. I'm sure he names his horses. Maybe he does. I'm going to ask. Sure. You should. Anna, you have lots of questions, especially about. I need to see the, the creature with all the eyeballs. Yeah, with I got to see him. I want to see him so bad. I need to see what the eyes look like. Are they different colors? Does they have eyebrows? Do they have eyelashes? Do they all look in the same direction? Are they all looking in different directions? And when we see eyeballs all over, are we looking like a man? Or be a big round eyeball anyway with a bunch of eyeballs on it? But he has six wings. These are the questions that she she has this question all the time about this particular angel. I got to see that creature. <gasps> I never give it any second thought until um, Anna. And now I often think about it as well. Yeah. And now I got to know if the horse has a name. I name Add everything. Add that to your list. I do. I name everything. Um, except the snake we had to kill the other day. Oh, yeah. We saw that. Yeah. He was, he was a nasty critter. Couldn't take a chance. I was the one was the second kid who got struck by a snake this year. I have never had so many of the kids getting up. Rita almost got struck by a snake, and then Jennifer could have gotten struck by a snake. We all stepped on the same step. My dog actually almost got bit. That, that dog is the reason we even saw it. Okay, so we digressed a little bit, except that the Lord protected us. So the first time that Rita almost stepped on a snake and we got out of it, um, Reed would go and say, but God protected us. God protected us. And then every prayer we prayed, every meal we prayed, and he prayed, and he would add, and thank you, God, for protecting us from the snake. <laughs> and then, so this time, you know, when it happened again with the doorstep and there was that water moccasin, cotton mouth, you know, mm-hmm. we were like, thank you, Lord, for protecting us. My dog could have gotten struck because my dog is the one who found him. He didn't. Which, by the way, in Texas, that's one of our snakes and they're Yeah, we they're have dangerous. Uh, there's like three or four very aggressive snakes and dangerous in the U.S. And, and we got three out of four. Or we, no, I think we got all four. No, we possibly. got all four. This is Texas. Yes. We're in Texas. Yeah, we got the rattlesnakes. We got the um, coral snake. We got the cottonmouth, who's also a water moccasin. And then we got the copperheads. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah, we do have all four. Yeah, we do. So, Way um, to go, Texas. But, but you know what? Just to go to say the Lord protected us. Yes, he did. You know? So this bridegroom here has his bride coming back with him because he's king and he's going to sit on his throne and no one's stopping him. So let's go to verse nine. We're going to continue watching. Of the wood of Lebanon, Solomon, the king, made himself a politiquin. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, I've never heard of it, but okay. 
It, it's a crown. It's another way of saying crown. Okay. Um, he made its pillars of silver, its support of gold. I think that's what it is. Or is that his little cart? Wait a minute. I might be getting my words messed up. Hang on. I might be. Oh, I'm sorry. I got my, my words mixed up. It's a covered litter for one passenger and it consisting of a large box carried on two horizontal poles. Sorry, got my words mixed up. So that's his transportation. That's his mode of transportation. And he made it, made its pillars of silver, its supports of gold, the seat of purple. You like that? I do. Because it's royalty. Its interior paved with love. Isn't that beautiful? We go from silver, gold, purple, and it's loved by the daughters of Jerusalem. And he wants to share this with her. He didn't arrive and it junked out old El Camino. But rather the best. I don't know. No hubcaps. No, (laughs) right. No hubcaps. A covered litter. And I'm sitting here thinking. Mismatched door. (laughs) I don't know what the best car is, but that would be considered the best mode of transportation. And and he arrived in style. And I'm not saying if you can't afford it. It was not about affording it. Because if you read it, it said it's interior paved with love. Maybe you don't have a whole lot, but y'all want to get married. You're young and you want to get married. It's okay to be broke. It's okay to be broke. We've all been broke. Most of us have been broke. Yes, exactly. And if you have a small little wedding, that's okay too. Sure. It's your commitment with the Lord and you're telling everybody, I'm making this commitment before God and before you hold me accountable. We should be holding. Ray will not just marry anybody. And it's not, you know, Uh, controversial stuff. I'm just saying. Officiate a wedding, by the way, is what what she's talking about. What did I say? Ray won't marry anybody. No, oh. he's already married. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, he won't just marry anybody either. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, officiate a wedding. Officiate You're right. Better a word. He will not just officiate any wedding because he says that he the the bonds of marriage is so important that he's not going to just randomly marry two people who have no clue what marriage is all about. He makes sure they go through. Uh, he will do marriage counseling beforehand. Make sure it's all you know they understand it, and so that's what I'm saying. It's not about money yes this guy he arrived in his very best your very best might be an el camino but if the interior is paid with love that's okay come show up in your el camino if that's the best you got hey it's your wedding you do you well yeah but i'm saying is is make but i'm saying he didn't show up i mean and god's not going to show up with junk He's showing up with the very best. Yeah. He's got horses. And so one person's best might be different than another person's best. exactly that is fine yes so um in John 14, 3, it says, and I go prepare a place for you. I'll come again and receive you to myself that where there I, where I am there, you may be also. The Lord doesn't want to be by himself. That with love, there is um, ahaba is sexual love or God's love towards his, his people. That is how intimate his love for us. It's a deep and committed. I think we take it for granted and limit his love often. Because we have so much difficulty handling the concept of a deep love that he has for us. I know I do. I, I, I know it's so much easier to say God loves us than to say God loves me. It's so easy to say God lo- died for everyone than it is to say God died for me. Because then that'll start to seem very personal. And I know I had a hard time with that. That's one of the reasons I struggled with that is to think in terms of God loves me. He sees me as beautiful. He wants me because I don't want me sometimes. I don't love me sometimes. And I definitely don't see the beauty in me a lot of times. Well, and those of us who come from abuse, we, um, we are 
made to be known how useless and worthless and ugly um you know i was yeah always made to know that um nobody would want me oh i heard the but same thing that abuser exactly well, okay, that's one that's a lie right and so uh, you can't get anybody else if you yeah. have a man in your life you have who a says, kid who do you think's gonna want you yeah if you have a man in your life who says you can't get anybody but me if you're not married run run away or run. run fast you're like but Don't i'll be alone back it will be better for you to be alone yeah be alone won't be alone forever nope because we'll bring somebody else yes you can pray get to know yeah. the lord Increase your relationship with Jesus and let him bring somebody else for you. But um, if you are married and he says that you need to start praying, you need to pray for your husband every single day, all the time. It is a spiritual battle that often women don't want to have. They don't want to fight that. But that's the only way we're going to fight it. And like I said, sometimes the Lord releases us. I I got released. released. You were released. I was released. Pretty sure there was some hanky panky going on. I know there was... um, you know, the Jesus says that if a man lusts in his heart, then he's already committed adultery. Yeah. I know he had plenty of lust in his heart. Mm-hmm. So I know that was there. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, he used my credit card to buy porn. Right. And then and then and lied to me and said, oh, no, that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. And the next day, the I get the bill. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It was groovy. But oh, yeah, sometimes the Lord does release you. Yeah. Sometimes he fixes it. But sometimes it's the journey. And are you going to trust the Lord and keep praying? And each each situation is different. We don't yeah. give the same advice to every single no, woman because no. every situation is different. Even mine and Anna's situation yes, was very different. Uh, was different. Yeah. And I mean, and that's just and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody, God, and God does it differently with everybody. Yeah. He takes everybody on a different journey. Sometimes He gives you a friend on the journey. Pray mm-hmm. for a friend to go on the journey. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad my journey, Joni has been on with me. I've been on her journey. We, we get, Like we, it or not, this yeah. is the way. And we apologize. Uh, we, sorry, you're on the journey with me. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't have it any other way yeah, either. Yeah, right. We get those texts from each other sometimes. Yeah. Okay, new journey. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want... Uh, sorry, not sorry, but yeah, you're exactly. with me. Uh, Ray is yeah. very thankful because <laughs> there are some journeys that he doesn't need to be on. Yeah, That's not it's, his journey. It's, yeah. It's a womanhood journey. Yeah. Because I know I've struggled with it, you know, um, especially with people talking now about identity struggles. I actually understand that struggle because I was very, no, I wasn't gender confused or anything, but I had more tendencies to be, understand the guys, to be more like the guys. But some of that was just because of my competitiveness and because that's all I was around. And like I said, the girls always bullied me. So I'm going to lean towards the guys who didn't really bully me. I had a couple, a couple of them who were just disgusting, but in comparison to all the girls, who were bullies, the guys were a lot easier to be around with. And then there were times I'd be like, Lord, why didn't you make me a boy so I could do real work? I could do real work for you if you just made me a boy. And I was mad at him because he didn't make me a boy. Yeah. And finally one day, and I said, I suck at being a girl, Lord. And that's when the Lord goes, you need to learn how to be a woman like the ones in the Bible. I gave the women in the Bible for you to study and learn. And it's like, oh. So I started reading the Bible where all the women were, started studying the women. And I'm like, oh. So very different than today's woman. Exactly. Very different. When you read the women of the Bible, it's very different than, and then I'm talking about truly reading about the women of the Bible, not the ones that they like to, I mean, they tell you all these type of wrong things. You know, women were, um, what do they tell you? Um, Oppressed when they weren't. Jesus says free. And even the women of the old Testament had a lot, lot to offer. 
So anyway, I encourage you ladies to keep reading the women of the Bible and be like them. And, um, and, and I will say being married to Ray has really helped my femininity. I've got a lot more. And you've probably seen it too. I know I'm a lot more feminine in the last, you know, 13 years than I ever was. I like wearing oh, cute you're dresses. You're very different from yeah. when I met you. I like wearing cute dresses now and, you know. Very. And toes. you actually put, you get yeah, your toenails painted. I do. Often pink. I do. And even you get a little flower. I do. I get a little I flower. I don't even do that. Sometimes I get a little sparkles, you know, yeah. every once in a while. Some of it has helped also having little nieces who are like 120% girl. I always give myself an excuse. I had a twin brother. I got some of his testosterone. I mean, all right. I got to work with that. But my little nieces, they're like 120% girl. Yes, I mean, are. I got one who loves to sew, and she's always doing some type of sewing project. Oh, I'm jealous. I can't do it. And my other little niece is always about how to dress and doing nails, and just she's always looking cute. I love watching her get out the power tools with her dress and her pink head, headband on. But by nice. God, she knows how to use that power tool. Yeah. Hey, it's she all right. A four wheeler. It's all right. But she looks cute. She's adorable when she's got a four wheeler. <laughs> she's on the four wheeler. She's driving. Yeah. She looks cute. Anyway. All right, ladies, so, wait, we're, finish, we're about say, to finish strong here. Yeah, so the love that we yes. might experience here on earth is or lack not, of. Yeah, or lack of, it's not the love that we're going to experience from Jesus himself. Exactly, exactly. That is a very different love, and he wants to have an intimate right. relationship yeah. with you if you will choose it, but you're going to have to read your Bible. And you can't know uh, Jesus if you don't know your Bible, if you don't read your Bible. And we don't have to wait till we're in heaven to experience, we right. can experience it right, right now. now. He's in our right. lives. Let him Stay in your yeah. life. Let him be a part of your life. Talk to him. It doesn't have to be elegant. I remember I read one time where this lady goes, Jesus, I don't know you, but yeah. I want to. Yeah. That's the most beautiful words the Lord could ever hear. Yeah. He's like, all right. It wasn't elegant. It was perfect. It didn't have to be this 20 minute long speech to him. Just say, spit it sometimes, out. Sometimes, And sometimes when you can't speak because you're just so overwhelmed, you, you can fall at his feet and just cry. Sure. And he will know what you're saying. Yeah. And that's sure. okay, too. I'm just encouraging to read the Bible. If you tell me you love Jesus and you don't read your Bible, I'm going to have to question you. I'm just going to have to really ask you questions. Because how do you know who to love? How do you know who this king is if you don't understand his word? I, I remember after finally saying, okay, Lord, you can have my life. I, I, I knew a long time ago when I was a kid, I knew I needed a savior. I knew I was a sinner. I know I needed salvation. But I never learned how to walk with him. And when I finally came to that point, like, I don't want my life. You can take it. The Lord's like, okay, I got it. And the very next finally, yeah, finally. <laughs> and the next week, he goes, like, I can work with that. And the next week, I, I knew at same place, same point, I go, I need to know this king who saved me. I have to read his word because that's the only way I was going to know who he was. Yeah. I haven't quit since. All right. Finish strong. Verse 11. Uh, wait, oh, you don't yeah? get married to somebody without spending time with them. I mean, some people do. Okay, I mean, there that's are, true. But okay, there I mean, are arranged So you marriages. don't have a best friend without spending time with her. Exactly. You have to know yeah. this person. person. And it might be quick. You might like really connect quick, but you still have to meet with somebody and you still, but you have to keep it going. Yeah. You can't, um, any relationship, you have to build and keep going. You know, if I only showed up to church and only talked to the ladies in the church on Sundays for an hour, wouldn't go well. Now we can't see each other all the time, but we try to meet at least once a month, but we do have a texting group. We text each other. We're doing prayers. We're constantly in communication. Yep. So now what we're going to see in verse 11, go forth, O daughters of Zion 
and see King Solomon with the crown of which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, the day of gladness of his heart. Um, I mean, she didn't exactly crown him, crown him, but she did help make sure he became king. I'm not sure what the, um, what the Lord was trying to show here, but I do want to show often the bride and the groom would wear a crown. So what crowns are we looking for? James 1, 2. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. And I know we read some of these, but when I first did this, we had split it up. And so these are kind of combined. Um, so we're rehashing some of it because he talks about crown again. I want to really discuss the crown that we're going to get uh, so we can give to Jesus. Back to James 1.12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. First Peter 5.4. And when the chief shepherd appears, that's Jesus, you will receive the crown of, crown of glory that does not fade away. Eternity. Uh, this also represents a royal priesthood. And again, in First Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. Um, it's not an arranged wedding like in the movies where everyone is sad. This was planned. The Lord planned this wedding himself. Isaiah 61.10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewel. This was set up. God planned all this. I remember being at a, uh, that antique store and just walking around antique mall, walking around with Chantel and, and we saw, I saw this doll and it was a bride, but that was the saddest looking doll I'd ever seen. And I just kind of mentioned it to myself. I'm like, man, she sure is sad. And just nonchalantly, <laughs> such a dry sense of humor, Chantel goes, Maybe it was an arranged wedding. <laughs> oh my, good point. Good point. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it's it was. Funny. But um, we shouldn't be sad and depressed. I mean, God is coming back for his bride. We should be happy. We should be thankful. We're like, when we get saved, we're a born again believer. We are like, I'm engaged to Jesus. I got to get ready. I got to make sure the invitations are out. I got to make sure I'm cleaned up because he cleaned me up. I want to, you know, make sure I keep that beauty going. I want to make sure I get my flowers and my crown. And I want to be ready for when he comes and gets me to take me back to that place he prepared me for. Amen. Amen. So you're, you've gone through this. You, you managed to get through all of this, in, you know, even including our craziness, our detours, and our, what are you talking about? If you're not a born-again believer, you're not sure if you're a born-again believer, I just want to say that God made us a promise. In John three sixteen, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I added this this morning when I was working on the kids stuff. I'm like, that is not in my notes. No, it's not. Um, because I was adding, I was uh, updating the kids and I thought, oh, I'm just going to put that in ours. Uh, we do bad things that God doesn't like. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he said that he would call, if we call on the name of the Lord, he would save us. John 3.17 said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came to earth and lived a sinless life. Second Corinthians 5.21, for God, for he made him who knew no sin to be a sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
And God said, if we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts, that he was raised from the dead. He would save us. So when Jesus died, he rose again three days later, defeating death. Luke 24, 7. Saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. First Corinthians 15, 4 says in that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And before going back to heaven with God, after he died and rose again, he promised us that he would come back to get us and take us to heaven. Now, he actually told us these words to his disciples ahead of time, but he did remind them in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And John 14, 3 says, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. God always keeps his promises and we need to be ready and watch for Jesus' return. So are you a sinner? Do you know that you have sinned? Do you believe? Do you know that you need, that you earned a debt for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of eternal life is Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we owe a debt that we cannot pay. Do you recognize that you need Jesus to pay this debt? Do you believe that Jesus paid that debt by going on the cross to take our sins so that we could be forgiven? And do you believe that Jesus raised from the dead and is alive, not just in your mind, but in your heart? If you do, I'm just going to give you an example prayer that you can say to the Lord. You can say, you know, I'm a father in heaven. That means daddy. You're recognizing that he is a father to you and that you have a need for him. I know I have sinned. I know I'm a sinner. If you want to name your sins, feel free to name your sins and say, I need to be forgiven. And I accept that Jesus died on the cross to redeem me, that he paid that debt of sin for me on my behalf, and that I believe all in my heart that he was raised from the dead. I ask that you forgive me, make me a, help me to be born again, and make me a new creation. Heal my broken hearts. I will follow you in Jesus' name. And if you pray that you are saved, and if you pray that and you want to know more, feel free to contact us, email us, moderndayabigails at gmail.com. We'll be happy to talk to you. But until then, ladies, if you are believers, please be encouraged. The Lord loves you. You are beautiful to him. You are special to him. He looks at, he cannot wait to see you as a bride. He is looking forward to that day that you can be united and together in a committed relationship for all eternity. If you've given your life, you are already committed to him. Don't cheat on him. And that means cheating on him by being with the world. Don't be a worldly. Don't be in this world. You remember who saved you and you go and follow after him. Anything? Oh, amen. You want to follow a close in prayer? <laughs> I think that was a pretty good prayer to close okay. it already. Okay. All right. Can't well, top that one. Oh, well, yeah. I, it's the Lord. But anyway, anything before we go? No, we just love you, ladies, and we just really care about you, and um, we just um, we just want the best for you, and we pray for you all the time. Yeah, we do. You are loved. You are prayed for. You um, are cherished. And you're cherished. All right. Talk to y'all later. Later. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved. 
cherished and prayed over. 